We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Once again, it is the Field of 68 Best Bets podcast and Best Bets live stream. Jeffrey, it's here. It's here. It's NCAA tournament day. You're scaring me, Rob. You're scaring me. It's like you're yelling at me. Why are you yelling at me? I am yelling at you. Is this excitement? Is this excitement? Yes, I'm fired up. How could you not be excited? The NCAA tournament is here. I'm fired up. baby. Officially. I'm fired up uh, to go see the house that Robbie Hummel built today. I mean, how about that? Oh, I will be in the house that Robbie Hummel built later today. It's it. it I mean, I, I'm going to see if maybe I can find uh, some remnants of uh, of Robbie Hummel, uh, <laughs> or maybe a, a, a knee brace or something around. Maybe they should have. You know how like everybody's got like a, a uh, something when you walk into an arena of like you know. Uh, medals and and trophies and pictures like in that in that like glass case um at Mackey do you think they have like Robbie Hummel's like knee brace <laughs> well you know you know how some places what they'll do is if you have a great career if you score a certain amount of points if you're an all-american or something like that they'll they'll retire your jersey and, yeah. and no one can wear your jersey number again they didn't do that with Hummel um I was talking with with painter the other day you know what they did they actually yeah. retired his stim pad. So nobody can use the stim pad <laughs> that he has on his knees or on his back ever again. They retired it. You know, he had a legendary, he had a legendary career in the trainer's room. And uh I'm gonna yeah. try. Hey, we're let's get today. When I get to when I get to Mackey, we're gonna start the the hashtag of of tire hummel stim pad. Okay. <laughs> retire hummel stim right. pad. Yes. All right, we're gonna get back on. Oh, one hundred percent. That's not the hashtag. Remind me, remind me, because I'll forget. But retire Hummel Stimpad. There, there it is. That's the hashtag today. Yep. And if you're listening, we're uh, we're running a bracket pool on Bracket Fanatics. Yeah. Um, just go go and check my Twitter feed or check Jeff's Twitter feed. You can find the link there. Uh, we're gonna do two hundred and fifty dollars to the winner. It's coming out of Jeff's pocket. Jeff's paying for everything. It's because he it hasn't is. paid for dinner one. I agree to this. <laughs> Uh yeah, so two hundred fifty dollars to the winner. My if you finish in second place, you get zero dollars. So don't finish in second place. Um, Jeff, we we have to do the uh, the Midwest region and the South region. Um, I, we gave our picks for the playing games yesterday. We can do that again just because it's it's the day of the games. Uh, but sure. for now, before we get into any of that, can you just you're in Indy right now? So yeah. just kind of set the scene. 
What is it like? Is it weird being at an NCAA tournament where there's literally <laughs> nobody around? Uh, how did you? Uh, so you uh, you had a little bit of an adventure yesterday. Take me through. Take me through your uh, your afternoon in Indianapolis. Yeah, not a lot going on. Not a lot of people here. Not a lot of media here. You know, picked up my credential and uh, we kind of just walked around. You know, downtown Indy. The beauty of it is it's it's condensed, so you can get from one one part of downtown Indy to the other in ten minutes anywhere. So, uh, first thing I did was we we checked out the ball field, Victory Field, and uh, that's where. Really, players and coaches aren't allowed to leave their hotel for anything other than, you know, practice, a game, or to walk to Victory Field. And they have it. They've assigned times. And when you go there, the field is broken up into like three three sections or maybe even four. And, uh, you know, they have football, they have spike ball, they have badminton, uh, all these different things. And, you know, first when we went by there, we saw Wisconsin and uh, Micah Potter was launching punts like like it was impressive it was impressive um i guess he's a hell of an athlete uh, according to my source which is brian snow he's my source i don't want to reveal him but i just did um he said mike potter's a hell of an athlete so we we kind of hung out there for a little bit and and, and just kind of saw what was going on and um and then we walked in to um ding, there it is ding 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 yeah i'm not turning off the no- notifications today so let's hope not i don't get a lot of texts this morning um, anyway, so then we walked into the convention center. So your, your pass allows you to get in the convention center, but not in a lot of the convention center. I, I feel like maybe it's because there might be testing there for tier three. We're tier three. And I think you still have to be tested maybe a couple times a week. I haven't heard for sure. Yet. So anyway, we walked in the convention center and, uh, you know, being me, I'm snooping around. I'm looking, I got in the officials room. I was looking for Ted Valentine. Nowhere to be found. Teddy actually left yesterday morning. He finally left uh, for Charleston to go back home uh, yesterday. So got in the officials' room, uh, checked out a couple locker rooms. We walked around a little bit, and we just found ourselves to an elevator up. So what did I do? Took the elevator up, right? Next thing you know, we're at the suite level. You know, that was kind of – you couldn't really do anything. You can't get into the suites without uh, codes, so we couldn't do anything there. Went down a level. Next thing you know, I'm watching Baylor practice. I'm watching Baylor practice. So I called David K, their SID, and I said, hey, tell Scott I'm waving from up here, 315 level. So he does. He put, he taps Scott on the on the shoulder. Scott Drew, middle of practice, waving to me. Uh, and I'm watching uh, my boy, Everyday John, Barry, Barry, 15-foot baseline jumpers, Rob. He's back. I'm, I'm here to tell Baylor fans, do not worry about everyday John. He is back. Um, so what, anyway. what did you call him yesterday? Not everyday John. You called him any day now, John? I don't know what I called him. I don't know. Anyway, anyway so uh, I was going to tweet out the Baylor video, but I didn't, I didn't want to. Um, I just, you know, I love David Warlock. That's my guy from the NCAA. He runs all the media there. He's like the best. So I didn't want to tweet that out. Um, but I did help him with some I, – I, I volunteered to take on some security in addition to my role as a media member. And, uh, you know, I, I honestly, I don't even need a lot of money for it. I will help with his security uh, and their security NCAA to make sure that slapdicks like me uh, don't, don't get to watch practice right now. 
But like, listen, the one thing is I didn't put anybody at harm. I was all the way up 300 level. That's like a fucking mile up, a mile up. So I could barely see every day. John. I wasn't even sure it was him. I saw Matthew Myers mullet that you can spot from a mile away. <laughs> when That's was the last time you were actually in the 300 level at any, any event? I know it was. You're, well, not, you're not a 300 level kind of guy. You, you, well, used, to Rob, be dollar, you used to be. You used to be an everyman, and now you're. Now you're just. You know, if you're not flying first no, class, not if, you're not, if you're not getting like the the best hotel accommodations, if you're not eating at five star Michelin rated restaurants, you're just not happy. You know. Hey, I remember Rob, the Jeff Gordon that could that could drive through the night and eat McDonald's every meal. I know. It's not anymore. I miss those days. My not stomach anymore. can't handle that anymore. My stomach can't handle that anymore. <laughs> But the, be- the best is still the story of when I went to Kentucky and Dwayne Peavy, who's now the DePaul AD, um, get a, I haven't gotten along with John Calipari in years. We're hoping, by the way, we're still holding out hope that, that I might get John Calipari on the Humble and Goodman podcast at some point, potentially, in the offseason. <laughs> if that happens, that talk about must-see uh, TV or, or podcasting. That would be Anyway, so I go to a Kentucky game, and I'm used to being way up top. Like they just throw me as high as they can throw me at that point. And every other national media person is courtside. I'm the only slapstick up top. And the best part is he puts like a little note up top and leaves me a pair of binoculars. <laughs> PV did. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was great. That's funny. That's good. Um, all right. So anything else from, uh, from down there? You know, I, I think my worry, my only worry, Rob, is so now we've got, and we can talk about this a little bit, but we've got a couple of players that test the positive here in the last 24 hours that are here. Devion Harmon first from Oklahoma and Moses Wright, who I broke the news last night with Brett McMurphy, by the way, uh, with some help, little little uh, assist to Brett McMurphy, uh, that Moses Wright will not be playing due to COVID issues as well in the first round. And my big worry, Rob, these players and these coaches can't leave the hotel Right. They can't leave the hotel unless they're accompanied by somebody. And it's got to be, again, to go to the arena or the, the ball field. But they can mingle in the hotel a little bit like coaches are a lot, you know, like they're passing each other all the time. Mm-hmm. Players are walking. I don't know if they have free reign to walk anywhere, but they don't when they leave their room. I, I don't think they need an escort to leave their room as long as they can't leave the hotel. So I guess what my point is, how worried are you? about, you know, Moses Wright, Devion Harmon, who they've come in contact with since they've been here and how this can go through, maybe not even their team, maybe other players that they've been around um, in the hotel. I I don't know. I mean, again, they got these devices on that that contact trace, but they're not wearing those devices all day, every day. They're wearing them for team functions for the most part. They're wearing them during practice and team meetings and film and all those things. I mean, I'm I'm definitely worried about it. You know, it, yeah. it, the thing about this, it doesn't at this point. I think we've all kind of accepted the fact that it doesn't matter. Uh, talking about whether or not this impacts kids of this age is not something that is going to be relevant in this situation. It's whether or not you have people testing positive. You have to stop right. the spread. You have to make sure people don't you don't test positive, and um, you'll be able to go there. But it's this thing can spread so easily, right? Like, and and if you are Part of the reason why we keep saying we need to socially distance, if we're eating, make sure you're sitting at separate tables, especially when it's these players, is that that's the way that you keep this thing from spreading um, yep. in, in, in a lot of those situations. So 
yes, it, it's absolutely a concern of mine, but it's very promising to me that after all of the conference tournaments that we had and after all of the travel to get there, that there were, what was it, seven positives out of 6,900 tests yeah. and only yeah. two players tested positive. Um, good. We knew we knew, we knew some were going to pop up. Um, it sucks that it ended up being someone as important to Oklahoma as Devion Harmon is and the ACC Player of the Year for one of the yeah. uh, the kind of plucky underdog type teams in Georgia Tech. So that sucks. You know, I, I, I really feel for both of those kids. Um, just imagine going through everything you went through this season and then having a positive test the day before the tournament starts. Brutal. Awful. I feel, I feel terrible for those kids. Um, but we knew it was going to happen to someone. And I think that only having two is, uh, about as close to a best case scenario as you can get. So, um, it is what it is, man. It's, it's the COVID era. I think that we've all kind of come to accept this. So, um, all right. Do you want to talk about the games? I know you got to get going pretty soon. So, Let's, we got let's a, get we to got the like games. Uh, we yeah, talked we got- a bit, yeah, we talked a little bit about the playing games um, yesterday, but I, I think we should just kind of go over our picks again real quick. So Mount St. Mary's is now laying a point to Texas Southern. That total is 133. I liked Mount St. Mary's there. You like Texas Southern? My, yeah. My correct? I just, again, I just go talent on that one. Um, But, hey, listen, I'm not I'm not going to lie and say I got this, this you know – insane amount of information on this one. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just going to – I'm going to be at the other two. Um, but, again, Michael Weathers, really, really talented guard who's bounced around a little bit. Uh, Galen Alexander, who, who would be it still if it weren't for some of the off-the-court stuff. Um, Carl Nichols, transfer big kid from Stephen F. Austin. Like, they got some talent there. So, I, I'm, I'm going Texas Southern and, and the Johnny Jones crew there. All right, so Drake is now laying two and a half against um, against Wichita State. How do you feel about that? I believe I still that you don't understand. Wrong. I don't understand this game. I don't understand why why Drake is favored by this much because Hempel's coming back, but he hasn't played and he's had a broken foot. Like, how effective is he going to be? Is he really going to play ma- major minutes? Can he? Like to me. It's almost like more questions than anything. I really, 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 really like Wichita State here. Yeah. It's getting to the point where the number makes me want to be on Wichita State, but I just – it's so hard for me to back any AAC teams. Yeah, I'm going money line. I'm going money line on this one for sure. Yeah, I I mean, I I get it. If if this thing keeps creeping up, then I think that you have to be on Wichita State. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's any value left on on the Drake side. Uh, Norfolk State and Appalachian State. Gross. Um, what did we you do even, yesterday? I can't remember. I, I said the under yesterday, and I whatever. I don't care. Yeah, let's 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 keep it moving. Uh, my okay. favorite bet of the night is is Michigan State UCLA, um, and I yeah. love Michigan State here. I just think that they run through UCLA. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, listen again. Izzo, Izzo losing in the first four would be like, what the hell? Like, really? I mean. <laughs> to a team whose best player tore his ACL in January. Yeah, so. I mean, UCLA is just okay. Like, Michigan State has to be. Here, here's the logic. Here's all you need to know. Go ahead. One of these teams plays in the Big Ten. One of these teams Pace. plays in the Pac-12. How dare you <laughs> slander my Pac-12. It's a mid-major conference. What do you want me to say? <laughs> What's all right? 
So, so here's the way that we're going to do this. We're going to go through uh, the Midwest region. Then we're going to yep. go through the South region. Right. We're going to do one minute on each game. I got the timer going. Uh, yep. Just a quick minute. Bing. There you go. There's no better way to get into breaking down the NCAA tournament than Goodman hitting us with a bang, baby. Let's right, go, baby. baby. Let's go. Starting it off, we have Illinois against Drexel, the one seed against the 16 seed. The line is 22 and a half. The total there is 143 and a half. Jeff, are you taking the Drexel Dragons to become the second ever 16 seed? To be the number one seed, go. I'm not. I'm not. And uh, I'm going to take Illinois and, and lay the points with this one. I just think Illinois is going to overpower them in every single department. They're rolling right now. They're feeling good about themselves. They've been on a mission, and I think they continue to stay on a mission and blow out Drexel. Yeah, so um, they've played – Illinois has played three mid-major teams this year. One of those teams had Jason Preston, an NBA player, on it, uh, and they won by two. Um, the other two, they won by 60. I'm not exaggerating. They won by 60 points. So I'm going to go with uh, Illinois in the spot. It just feels like something where they can kind of uh, kind of run through Drexel. And, and just think about this for a second. Um, Drexel makes their first NCAA tournament, and uh, we got a guest on the, on the stream right now. My daughter just walked into the office. Um, Drexel makes their first NCAA tournament since 1996, and what do they get rewarded with? Kofi Coburn and Io DeSunmu. I like that, Darren Darcy. Illinois already up 22 to four. Yep. All right. Come here. Come here. Come here. All right. She's coming up. She's going to uh, pick. The next, uh, next one here. you have is, um, is Loyola Chicago against Georgia Tech. Uh, Moses Wright, obviously not playing. Who do you like? Georgia Tech? Georgia Tech? Loyola? Okay. Go get my mom. Go get mommy. Oh, sorry about that. Um, I would. Uh, so, uh, I'll Loyola go with is now, Loyola. now laying four and a half against Georgia Tech. So um, go. Who do you like? Uh, I would go with uh, – yeah, I'd go with Loyola. i go with Loyola now without Moses Wright. I just feel like they've been there, done that. Georgia Tech, like they had it going with momentum and everything, but you lose the ACC Player of the Year now and have to kind of alter everything you do now against a big guy in Cameron Krautwig who can absolutely like tear you apart in every way. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking Loyola. Yeah, um, I think I still kind of like Georgia Tech here. Uh, what I what my plan is going to be for this game is to kind of let that line keep building up. It's at five and a half now. Actually, I'm sorry. I I, I took my notes last night, um, and it's already moved from uh, when the news broke. It went from two and a half to four and a half immediately, and now it's five and a half. So I'm going to let it keep climbing up. I'm going to take Georgia Tech. I'm going to bet on Jose Alvarado. I'm going to bet on Michael Devoe. I'm going to bet on those guards. Uh, and just say that I don't think that the Valley was all that good this year. And time to move on. What do we got yeah, next, Jeff? The, uh, the 5-12 game in the Midwest. We have Tennessee laying seven and a half points against number 12 seed Oregon State. Uh, Oregon State has covered in 15 of their last 18 games, Jeff. Wow. In Tennessee, we know you don't like the Vols. So uh, what do you got? Let's go. You picked against the Vols. You're going to take Oregon State. You picked against the Vols, I think, straight up, didn't you? You took Oregon State. No, well, I, I took mind. Oregon State to cover. They've 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 covered 15 of their last 18 games. Like, so I'm, I'm going to take them to cover. Um, I don't know if they can win, but I, I'm taking them to cover. So, all right, uh, I kind of agree with you. I, I just don't know if Tennessee is capable of blowing anybody out. Like if Keon Johnson and 
Like, I, I just don't – yeah, I, I just don't have any confidence they can blow anybody out and pull away from anybody. I think they'll win the grinder game. Yeah, and the big thing with them is it just it, – it feels like if one thing goes wrong in a game, then everything just starts crumbling and collapsing. I, like, I don't know if they have – they they need more leadership. I don't know if they have the mental toughness to be able to handle that. They don't have like a go-to guy. They don't really have an alpha. Um, and especially with John Fulkerson out, um, assuming that he doesn't end up playing. Uh, I, I like Oregon State there. Next up, we have Oklahoma State laying seven and a half uh, against number 13 seed Liberty. That total there is 140.5. Um, what do you like there? Oklahoma State, I, you know, Liberty's done a, an incredible job. Richie McKay's been great, but, you know, we got to remember how much he lost last year. This isn't the same team that was going to go to the tournament last year with, I think, five seniors. You know, those guys left. This is a new group, and, you know, they've, they've got a different um, different roles, and, and they've done well in their league, but they're late this year. I, I'm going to Oklahoma State to overwhelm them. It, not even with Cade. Like, obviously, Cade is a 6-8 point card. Good luck. But, but more than I, that, I, else. I, I actually really like Liberty here um, getting the points. Liberty plays a pack line. Everyone knows what a pack line does. It yeah. cuts off uh, drives to the rim and forces you to take jump yeah. shots over the top. Uh, Oklahoma State's offense is kind of built around this idea that you have guys that can slash to the rim. They don't have great shooters. Um, the other part of it is that uh, Liberty runs really, really good offense. They're, they're very efficient. They shoot a ton of threes. Um, and they hit him at a 40% clip. Like, I, I just – I you think this big, matchup – You know how big Darius McGee is? He's not big at all, but it just – It's like it's five a lot of points, five a lot of points for a game that's going to not going to have a lot of No, I get it. I get it. It's Good a lot luck. of points for a game that's not going to have um, a lot of possessions. So, uh, I think I like Liberty there. All right. Next up, San Diego State laying three. Uh, the total there is 139.5 against number 11 seed Syracuse. What do you got? I have the orange. I think the orange are going to win this game. Uh, I, I just feel like Syracuse, they've got talent. I mean, you never know what you're going to get out of Bayheim's team. I mean, they're up and down, but usually tournament time, they find a way. And, and they, they've got talent. We know that. Uh, you know, you got Buddy and Gerard and front court's not what it usually is, but they've, they've got a lot of good players. They just don't have a great player. So I, I – I'll take Syracuse on this one. I'll take the money line. Yeah, I, I like Syracuse. I like the money line here. This is what they do. They get in the tournament, and they start beating people. Um, I got some stats for you. You ready, Jeffrey? Uh, yeah. San Diego State this year ranks 91st percentile against man-to-man -man defenses. They've seen 270-something possessions of zone, uh, zone yeah. defense this season, and they rank in the 79th percentile in offensive efficiency against zone defenses. So uh, yeah. not as good against the zone. That's what zones do. They mess you up. They take you out of your rhythm. Bet on the cues, baby. Jim Beheim. All right. Next up, we have uh, West Virginia laying 13 against number 14 seed Moorhead State, the fighting Preston Spradlins. Jeffrey, how do you feel about this matchup? Um, I, You know, like, I, I like Preston, what he's done. Uh, we had him on our show recently. They're really good defensively. Um. You know, they rebound the ball well. Like I, I, I like them. I just don't, I just don't know if they're going to be able to uh, stop West Virginia. I just think West Virginia's got a potent offense from so many different spots. Uh, I, I, I want to listen. The Broom Kid's awesome. 
I mean, he is. He's awesome. And I think he'll he'll be a tough matchup for some of those Yeah, no, he's gonna get beaten up by Derek Culver. And and Maybe. here's the thing. Culver, the you don't get you just still don't point, know you're gonna get it. Yeah, but the, the point you made at the start was the the most important one here is that um Moorhead State has built their everything that they do around their defense. They're I don't think that they can stop, they don't have the horses to stop West Virginia. Um, and the most important thing here is that Moorhead State is 332nd nationally in turnover rate. West Virginia, hold on. Not as great as they've been defensively, but they still force a ton of turnovers. And I think that they're just going to wear down Moorhead State here. I really like West Virginia in the spot. I think that they can win by 20. Uh, right. Next up is the least enticing game in the history of NCAA tournament play. You could be right. We have, we have Rutgers laying two against number number yeah. 70, Clemson. Uh, Rutgers has gone 8-10. and 10. In 2021, Clemson has gone seven and six since they came off their pause. Uh, I don't think Ron Harper Jr. has uh, understand like remembers how to play basketball. Um, Clemson, we thought was going to be awesome for a while. They are not. So, Jeffrey, what do you what do you like here about other than uh, hoping this game is on True TV? <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be the prettiest of games. That's for damn sure. But I, I feel like still I kind of remember like it's not completely out of my memory when Rutgers was really good. And Ron Harper was making shots. And, uh, you know, Miles Johnson was 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 doing what he does inside. And, you know, again, Clemson had their stretch too. I mean, both of them were really good early. And then they both kind of fell off and have been largely irrelevant and, and you know, had their share of, of kind of wins uh, down the street. So I, I'm going Rutgers. I'm going Rutgers. Yeah, I'm going Rutgers here too. And, and the analysis to me is pretty simple. Um one team plays in the Big Ten. One team plays in a mid-major league. It's really just that simple. When high majors yep. play against mid-major programs, you got to take the high-major team. So, uh, And the other part of it is like, look, Rutgers has really, really good guards. You know, they haven't shot, they haven't shot a great of late, but they have really, really good guards. And moving on, uh, Houston is taking on – Number 15 seed, Cleveland State. That line is 20 and a half. That total is 135. Jeff, I got a strong take on this one. Can I lead it off? Go ahead. So there's three things that I really kind of look at when it comes to trying to, to figure out if there's a side that I want to yeah. bet. One of them is uh, matching up rebounding rates. One of them is matching up turnover rates. And one of them is matching up uh, whether or not you foul a lot and if teams hit free throws. Yeah. Houston, second nationally in offensive rebounding. Cleveland State outside the top 300 in defensive rebounding. Uh, Houston forces a ton of turnovers. Cleveland State has spent most of the season throwing the ball to teams that wear different jerseys than what they do. Uh, Houston fouls a ton. Cleveland like they 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 give up more free throws than like all but like 15 teams. Um, Cleveland State shoots 60 something percent from the line. Uh, I think it's 66 percent from the line. So when all of those things line up, give yeah. me the team that's uh, on the right side of it. So. Houston minus 20 and a half. You got anything to say against me? Sorry, I took up the whole minute there. No, no, you're good. Listen, <clears throat> Cleveland State doesn't shoot the ball well, period. They're, they're, they're kind of a grinded out team, a toughness team, and, and that's what Houston is, unfortunately, and they're just more talented and can score. Not at a high, high clip, but can score enough. Uh, so now oh. I'm going Houston. Yeah, they play bully ball against smaller teams, and that's exactly what they're going to do. All right, next up, <laughs> we have the Baylor Bears – Yep. It's number 16, Hartford yep. Hawks, John Gallagher, Coach Gal. Uh, they're laying 26 points. Total's 141. What do you think of here? Well, I think that Tracy Carter, Hartford's best player, is older than you. <laughs> Honestly. I, 
I right? vividly remember going to uh, an Seriously. event in Philadelphia in 2013 and watching yeah. Tracy Carter play. Right. I mean, it's crazy, crazy. I mean, he's yeah, a great defender. He is. He, he's a hell of a – like, you're going to have perimeter defending uh, players. I mean, three or four of the best defenders, individual defenders in the country. I talked to Scott Drew yesterday about his defense, and he said we've had three really good days of practice. Uh, I think our defense will be much better than it's been over the last couple of weeks. Will it be what it was early in the season? I don't know. But, uh, you know, Hartford's got good guard play, but with, with Tracy Carter and other dudes, it, they are Davian Mitchell and, and Jared Butler. So, uh, obviously, I'm taking Baylor. Yeah, I, I would tend to lean – yeah, I would tend to lean towards taking the uh, the first half line. Um, boom, just because I'm I'm wary of uh, that line getting to 26 and and Scott pulling his guys maybe a little bit earlier just to get him out. Um, but I I mean, look, uh, I, you can't be on Hartford in this spot. That's that's kind of the bottom line. All right, next up, Come on, don't you watch? Joe, this you watch? Yeah, give me your pick of the day. Pick of the day from a special guest. Who are you talking to? Day. Guest picker. I'm I'm muting Jeffrey because I'm tired of this. Yeah, um, all right. Next up, we have uh, we have North Carolina taking on uh, taking on number nine seed Wisconsin, laying a point and a half. Jeffrey, what what, what was that? Who, who you got? What are you what, what are we doing here? Somebody calling. I thought it might be real news. It wasn't. They were just bothering me in the middle of the show. Um, I, I'm going Carolina. <laughs> I saw Wisconsin like. I think they beat Carolina in football. Like, I think if those two, those two teams played in football, I think Wisconsin would kick their ass. Like, Mike Capardo was throwing bombs. Bombs. Um, yeah, I, I like Carolina. Man, they're bigs. Like, Wisconsin's bigs have been underwhelming all year. Right? Nate Reavers, Mike Potter, you don't know what you're going to get. Carolina just rotates those. And, and, again, Walker Kessler's come on. Ron Sharp's been awesome. Even like Garrison Brooks, he hasn't had a great year, but like you could trust Garrison Brooks. You know, as long as Demetric Trice doesn't tear up Carolina's guards, which he could do. He could do. You cannot let Demetric Trice go for 30. And he's fully capable. That's my only concern, but I'm going Carolina here. Yeah, you got to go Carolina here. The the yep. the big concern when you when with Carolina is like what happens with teams can space them out. And right. Wisconsin's not facing anybody out. So uh, I'm with you. I know that we just said, and here it is. Here what is? The, the, the buzzer. I, I know yeah. that we just said you should fade um, fade yeah. ACC teams against Big Ten teams. But, like, Wisconsin, they stink. Yes. Um, yeah. All right, next up. This is the one that I know we're going to we're gonna kind of go back and forth yeah. on. And I already yeah. know we're going to disagree on. Uh, Villanova, I believe. Let me just check to make sure that line is still six and a half. Um it had come up a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's now six and a half. The total is 143 and a half. Um, and it's Villanova against Winthrop. Jeff, I know you love Winthrop here. I, I love the points in Winthrop. I probably like the money line, to be honest. I, I just think, again, when you're taking out your point guard who's played all year and you're putting in a point guard who played 30 minutes all season in Diacono, I, I think you're in trouble. And, and again, Winthrop's strength is what? Point guard play. Chandler Rodron, he's been awesome. They have a big to match up against Jeremiah Robinson Earl and DJ Burns. Um, they play, they're deep, which Villanova is fairly deep, other than point guard position, obviously. They play fast, they're well coached. I'm taking Winthrop in the points. 
Yeah, there's just too much talent on Villanova here. There's too much talent, and you're giving Jay Wright nine days to figure out what he wants to you do. You are. You the are. Other, the other thing that people forget you is that – You can give him 100 days. If you don't have a point guard, you don't have a freaking point guard. We'll see. We'll see. Well, okay. Winthrop is another is also one of these teams like Colgate, yeah. um, like some of these these smaller leagues where they uh, and we're about to go off. There's a buzzer right there. I'm going to finish my point though and take that liberty since I'm controlling the show. Um, uh, Winthrop is another one of these teams that played a whole bunch of mid major teams where their data is a little bit skewed. Like stats on Ken Palmer are a little bit skewed because they haven't played anybody right. and. Um, going up again, like it's one thing to go and beat up on like big south opponents, or are they the big south? Yeah, they're the big south, right? It's one thing to go up and, and beat up on those, uh, on those teams. It's a totally different thing to go up against a team that's got like two or three pros where Chandler Valdron is going to be going up against Jer- uh, Jermaine Samuels and Brandon Slater, two guys that are built yeah. for guarding them and stopping them. So, I just there's, there's way too much talent on Villanova. I think they win this game by 15, um, and I'm fine being on an island there. Uh, next up, we have Purdue as a four seed against number 13 seed North Texas. That line is eight. That totals 126.5. I flip-flopped on this one. I, th- I, I thought I was going to like Purdue. Uh, I think I actually like um, North Texas in this spot. Where are you? Yeah, I mean, listen, North Texas is guard. J.B. on Hamlet's awesome. He didn't have as good a year this year as he had last year when he was uh, Conference USA Player of the Year. Uh, but he's good. He can get a shot off. He can score. Um, you know, I just don't know if they have enough around them. That that's my big take is is a Simmons kid. Can he stand up to Trevion Williams and Zach Eady? I, I don't know how I many. I don't know if he can. Um, I'm not I'm not necessarily that worried about it though, because that's gonna be two points on every possession. Um, here's my take on it. It's going to be a low, low scoring game. There's going to be few yeah. possessions that's going to increase the variance. Uh yeah. the way that Purdue plays defense is they force you to shoot threes. Um, North Texas is a team that shoots very, very well from the three-point line. Um, North Texas is well-coached. They're going to defend. I could very much see this game ending like 57 to 50, and you can get the cover. I just don't think there's a lot of points going to be scored. So getting eight in a matchup like that is something that is is, is appealing to me. So um, I like North Texas there. Good. Honestly, I think, it, I think it's a little bit more interesting to take them to win than it is to just take them to cover. Um, yeah. especially yeah. like putting them in your bracket to win than just betting them to cover. But that's, I don't know, that's that's game theory for a different day. All right, uh, Texas Tech laying four against number 11, Utah State. I don't even need to ask you what you're going to take here. No, I know you're going to you say know. Chris Beard. No, you, you, you take Chris you Beard. Take Chris Beard in March. He made, the, he made the national title game when he yeah. had a three pros on yep. his roster. He's the greatest coach in the history yep. of coaches. They, yep. Did I get it right? Anything else? Yeah, all of it. All of it. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Um, so I, I think I actually agree with you after talking all that shit. I think I, I do agree with you here. I, I just name Ishkata is a complete difference maker, but the problem is that Texas Tech's perimeter defense can just take away everything that, that Utah State wants to do. They just don't have the guards. Um, uh, Texas Tech is top 10 in the country at forcing turnovers, and Utah State has turned the ball over on more than 20% of their offensive possessions. So, um, I, 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 lo- I love Craig Smith. I think he's a guy that's a very, very good coach, and I would not be surprised if his name popped up at one of these high major openings uh, coming up you, here pretty soon. But yeah, but I, I don't, I don't know. Which, by the way, is something that we probably should have talked about. But uh, well, let's let's keep it moving. We got Arkansas, number three seed Arkansas against number fourteen seed yeah. Colgate. This is probably Villanova's my favorite bet of the first round. 
yeah. outside outside of the obvious ones with the that are COVID related. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas yeah. is my second favorite bet, bet of the first round. Well, again, the the problem is as we've noted, like Colgate likes to play fast. Um, they've got a bunch of guys, <clears throat> so that's kind of playing into the hands uh, of of Arkansas. Mm-hmm. That's got guys who can shoot it. Um, they're long, they're athletic. Colgate hasn't played any games outside of the Patriot league this year. That that's my bigger problem is like, you're going from only play playing Patriot league games <clears throat> to now seeing an SEC team, you know, athleticism wise. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think they blow them out and I'm going to be at this game, but so I hope Jordan Burns goes for 40 and makes it interesting. Yeah. Ding. There you go. Um, I don't, yeah, I just don't see how Colgate can hang with them. And the biggest thing is, uh, I'm always worried about small conference teams that are trying to pull the upset while playing a hundred possessions. Uh, just it, it decreases the variance um, with the advantage that teams have uh, per possession. Um, if that, excuse me, if that makes sense. So uh, yeah, I love Arkansas there. I think that they went in a route. Next up, we have Florida laying a point against number ten seed Virginia Tech, uh, like the seven ten game um, in the other region. I just I have very little interest in watching this. Um. Yeah, I mean, too good. Like Mike Young, I'm going to go Mike Young here. I just think Florida has been through so much. They're not the team that we thought they'd be, obviously, without Keontae Johnson. And Scotty Lewis has had a very underwhelming year. He has. I mean, there's no other way to say it. Um, I thought he would take a step, and instead, I almost feel like he's taking a step back in, in a way. Um, Virginia Tech, Mike Young just maximizes his talent. There's no other way of saying it. And KB Aluma is going to, like, I honestly think he can play in the league. I think he's that good. Um, so I'm going Virginia Tech here. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I just, I don't, Trey Mann's the kind of guy that can win a game all by himself, but I, I don't think I want to be on Florida um, in this spot. That's, I don't know, that's just me. All right, last yep. game, uh, which game. should be one of the most, one most in, one of the most entertaining games of the first round, to be honest, is going to be Ohio State against Oral Roberts. Um that total is 15 and a half, or I'm sorry, that line is 15 and a half. That total is 157. Jeff, you got any strong takes here? I got a pretty strong take. Well, I just want you, I want to hear you pronounce uh, or, uh, Oral Roberts' best player's last name because it is Asmus. What is it? Asmus. Good job. Yeah, you got it. So here's, here's the thing uh, you got to bet the over in this game. You have to bet the over. Oral Roberts is the worst defense in the NCAA tournament field. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State is a top four offense in the NCAA or in, in America. Yeah. Um, Oral Roberts runs a ball screen heavy offense with two guys that are legit high major players in Max Asmus and Kevin O'Banner. Um, they both can go for 40 on any given night. Uh, and Ohio State has proven over and over again, they really struggle at defending ball screens. Both of these teams shoot a ton of threes. Um, Oral Roberts wants to play fast. Ohio State will run with them. I think this is going to be a shootout. So the, I, I'm going to be all over yeah. the over. Life is too no, short like, to bet the I over. I like that too. I like. I'm going to go the over on this one. I don't have a great feel for uh, whether Ohio State's going to cover because I don't. I don't know yet on Kyle Young. So that that's what scares me on that. Boom! All right, we did it. Every game, we did, it. We, we did, we did every it. single game yesterday. Again, today we did tomorrow, every Listen, tomorrow will be a little more fun, I think. I, I, I don't know. If you guys have some suggestions on what you want us to do for tomorrow, let us know. 
uh, in the chat right away, uh, or honestly, or you can direct message either one of us. I know mine are open. Yep. I don't know if Doster's a, a Twitter snob and his. No, his I, the only, the only, I've, all I've done is blocked you, so I don't have to deal with your nonsense. That's the only thing I've done. Yeah, I blocked man. your number. I blocked you. Well, yeah. So hit us up. Let us know what you want. And uh, yeah, it was fun. It's here, baby. We have T minus team. We have less than eight hours. We have less than a normal work day before the NCAA tournament is back. All right. Let's go, baby. It's here. Go. Turn it time.